Hello and welcome to the first episode of the It's Up podcast. My name is Will and the handsome fellow across from me is... Austin. Yeah, and so this is our first episode. This is a show that we've been wanting to do for a while now um, where we wanted to come on and talk about different, you know, things that we're feeling, nerdy things, opinions on different things, because, you know, everybody has those these days. That's right. A variety of different subjects and just like everybody else's opinions, ours don't matter either. So. Yeah. This is all very subjective. We are just trying to uh, have a good time, talk about some stuff that we would have been talking about anyway. Yeah, and you might be asking yourself, well, why is the podcast called It's Up? There's actually a funny story behind that, and we'll talk about that later on in a future episode uh, when we're able to have our good friend Tad on. Um, He'll be able to explain that story a little more. But I think the sentiment behind It's Up, at least for me, means like, you know, we've spent so many years, the past couple of years of, if you've had an opinion on something, you know, you had to be silent unless you agreed with just like the, the majority group think of, of everything. Right. And it's up on that really. That's where I'm at with it. That's right. You? Yeah. Um, it's become very more black and white. It's become left versus right. It's just been this whole issue where realistically there are some gray areas. There are some tougher subjects. There are some things that, you know, aren't necessarily one side or the other. You may agree with one thing on one side. You may disagree with one thing on the other. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaning any particular direction. But we have free speech. We can talk about what we want. And uh, my goal with the uh, idea of the podcast is to just be able to voice our opinions, be able to talk about the different things that we're already talking about or passionate about, and do it in a respectful way where we can either agree to disagree or possibly even change each other's opinions on some stuff. Yeah, which I think is important because I think in 2023, especially in the U.S., we've gotten to this point where we're kind of all in these echo chambers where we kind of only talk to people that agree with us and the same opinions get regurgitated over and over again. I'm sure you feel the same way with that. Absolutely. Um, And so it'll be nice to just get some refreshing takes where, you know, even though someone like me who, you know, I'm a Christian and, you know, I'm as far as like uh, politically, I feel like I'm more so libertarian than anything, but I'm in the middle, you know, lean a little bit more right these days with everything going on. Uh, But, you know, be able to share different opinions. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, absolutely. And politics is definitely not going to be the uh, main subject of anything that we do. More than often than not, we're going to be talking about things with tech, with movies, uh, video games, anime, TV shows. You never know. It's just going to be a whole variety of different things. Yeah, we'll try to keep it light, keep it fun, and then occasionally we'll mix in some stuff like that. That's right. Um, so, uh, should we should we tell them how we met? Yeah, I think that's a great way to start, actually. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess I'll start. Um, you know, I, I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's where I've kind of grown up at. Um, and I, I guess I can talk about this because I don't work there anymore. Uh, but I worked at a, a fast food chain that everyone knows. I don't know if I'm going to name drop it, but it was definitely my pleasure to work there. Um, <laughs> I worked there for about five years. Um and I happened to meet Austin here on his uh, first day, and we started talking and found out we were both really into Pokemon and, you know, My Hero Academia and other anime and stuff like that, and we just really kind of clicked right away. Yeah. Um, I moved here uh, in 2019. Uh, just needed to find a job in the meantime because I uh, literally left everything um, in Florida just to move up here. Had a lot of family up here. It was the main reason for coming. But when I got started and everything, thankfully met Will very quickly. Became fast friends, and uh, we pretty much 
I feel like we always kind of had a feeling that we always wanted to kind of do something like this, like podcast wise and always wanted to like make content of some kind, just because I felt like our conversations were always interesting enough to do so. Um, yeah. But this is the first time that we've actually had a chance to sit down and try to make it happen. Yeah, that and I think, um, you know, a lot of people might not know this that have listened to this, but we have worked three different jobs together. I mm-hmm. guess this will make number four. And one of the common things that we always run into is the monotony of that nine to five life where, you know, you have a boss and you have all these other things and you're not able to express yourself. Mm -hmm. You have all these other things. So I think this is a way for us to hopefully be able to venture out of that one day too, which is good. Right. Become our own bosses at least. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, man, I feel like I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So uh, I guess how is life currently? Where is Austin at today? Yeah. Doing well. Um, just uh, sadly still working that nine to five, trying to grind out some goals. And, Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, hitting whatever I can or doing whatever I can. Um, possibly looking to refinance our home or uh, maybe sell it and maybe move to somewhere a little bit smaller. Not entirely sure just quite yet. Uh, but yeah, how about you? Uh, me, I'm actually in a really great space right now. Uh, I would say this is probably the best space I've been in since uh, before COVID. Uh, before COVID, I think I was in, I was in really good physical shape and, you know, I was mental space. I was getting a lot better with my relationship with God. Uh, then COVID happened and put on some weight, you know, some other stuff happened, all these other things. Um, luckily I had my fiance through that, um, which we get married in six days. Uh, yeah, so that's a, definitely a big step and, you know, I've been, doing this mental toughness challenge called uh, 75 hard where I'm trying to get back those other parts of me being a lot more physically active, very uh, health conscious. I guess. Yeah. Been seeing it on your Instagram stories and everything. Proud of you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So impending marriage, you got a wedding coming up in just a few days. <laughs> I do. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. The time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, I'll be completely honest. Um, and I feel like most guys out there can relate to me. I have not been involved in the planning process much at all. Um, I don't know if you were or not. Not very much, no. Yeah, it's it wasn't fun for me. Um, she hasn't necessarily liked that I haven't been involved in that process. Um, but I think the wedding, especially in our culture, it's, it's more so for the woman. And I think we're told a lot like, you know, it, it's the girl's day. It's the woman's day. Right. Which for a lot of it, it is. But I'm very excited for marriage. Yeah. Now being married is awesome. Yeah, you've been married for yeah, a little two, over years. two years now, right? Yep, you guys just, just had your years. anniversary. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Thank W's you. W's in the chat for Austin. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's been good. Um, but now, like you said, I feel like in this culture and everything right now, marriage is just kind of one of those things that's considered old-fashioned. It's not something that uh, a lot of people are aiming for anymore. Everybody kind of wants to just build their own career, grind their way up, be successful in a business or money sense. But, you know, that's not all there is to life. And I think having a, uh, a special person to be able to do life with, um, not only is it good for intimacy, but it also is very special. There's just something very um, unique and uh, blessed about it that uh, just kind of puts it in a very unique space. Um, and in 2023, we see less and less of it, I feel. Um, we're still very much in a uh, hookup culture. I fully agree. And just speaking from an... Uh, outside perspective that has kind of watched you guys as well i can see that you guys have a a really great marriage it definitely shows um all throughout and you know 
think you and Sarah definitely are meant for each other. If you know if anybody is, and I I love seeing what you guys are doing, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. But I do that. have one question. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so, do you ever have days where, uh, like, how do you deal with days where you always love her, right? You're always of in love with her. Do you ever have days where you, you might not like her? Like, how do you guys? Sure. <laughs> how do you guys situate with that? Right. So, truth be told. Um, Sarah is very low maintenance, thank God. Um, I don't deal with drama or don't deal with um, high maintenance stuff very well. I'm a little bit more uh, logical and thought out than that. Yeah. So thankfully, <laughs> um, she is not that crazy emotional type where it becomes difficult or, you know, it's some sort of random thing that just is an issue and brings it up or it's anything like that. Um, so for me, at least, love is a choice every single day that you have to actively choose and make. And I feel like um, that's the reason why a lot of relationships fail now is once that infatuation period ends and you're no longer just straight up attracted to them, there has to be now a choice to continue loving and pushing forward or to not. Um, and for me, yeah, there's going to be days every like everybody for liking versus loving and I'm sure there's days where she doesn't like me so much and um, there's plenty of days where I'm sure I don't like her so much. But at the end of the day, we will always tell each other that we love each other and we just continue pushing forward. That's awesome, man. I think a lot of people listening right now probably hope for something like that one day. I, mm-hmm. uh, I know I do. I hope we have just as much success as you guys. If and you I'm know. sure you will, for um, sure. But the one thing that I don't know if we'll ever get, her and I have a really, really hard time finding a good, like, show to watch together um oh for sure because <laughs> you know girls they're really into the like hospital dramas and all these other things going on they need that stuff whereas we're more like all right i need my sci-fi my action luckily i finally got her to watch the mandalorian a little while ago oh there you go it seemed like she liked that she hasn't started watching the show we're about to talk about yet with me mm-hmm. um but we'll probably start soon and that show is ahsoka yeah ahsoka uh, that's been a long time coming, honestly. Um, and I know for you, you've been a um, much bigger Star Wars fan probably than I have. Of course, I've seen yeah. all the different movies and all that, and I'm pretty caught up on a lot of the lore and everything like that. But I did not finish all of like Clone Wars or Rebels or Bad Batch or any of those newer Disney Plus shows or anything. Yeah. So I know this show probably means a bit more to you than it does to me. Definitely. But I do like it. It's very, very well done. Man, it's great. So me and Star Wars go back a little bit. It was around 2006, I believe, when Revenge of the Sith came out. Um, I had never seen any Star Wars before that. I had always heard of it, and, you know, in school, it, at the time, it was like the nerdy thing. You're like, right. oh, even that's gross now. Everyone likes it. Um, and all you see is, you know, this scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan are on Mustafar, and mm-hmm. they're having this just crazy lightsaber fight with all this stuff going on and the music is crazy yep. it's over Anakin I have the high ground you know, that's right the, the classic stuff like that and I was hooked man and that's still probably the most exciting fun thing for me Definitely. but it got me to go back and watch and appreciate the other old movies it got me into Clone Wars where we first see Ahsoka and of course Rebels um, and you know my thoughts on the show are as far as all the Disney Plus stuff goes, and I still haven't seen Andor yet. I'm sorry, James. Um, it's, James is our friend. He keeps telling us to watch Andor. He says this is the best Star Wars show ever. I just haven't found the time to watch it. And I'm like, I don't know. For whatever reason, it looks boring to me. But Same here. I'm 
but I'm definitely going to watch it, I promise. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but Ahsoka is probably the best thing that I think they have made since Disney purchased Star Wars. Outside really? of like the Outside first the Mandal- season of The Mandalorian. I was just about to say, I think the they're first like season. right there for me. Right. Uh, like this most recent episode of Ahsoka, where obviously, you know, I love that they're bringing Hayden Christensen back as Anakin. Right. And they do a lot of like the Clone Wars lookbacks and stuff like that. It was yeah. just, it was amazing. It made me realize how much I love Star Wars again. It felt very George Lucasy. And anytime you have Dave Filoni involved in it, it's always great right yeah well he's been in, around and messing with the star wars universe for i don't even know how long now but um no i always thought when it was it was always interesting when things changed when disney purchased star wars because i remember hearing that when they bought star wars out they erased like all of the different books all the different lore all of this stuff the outside of stuff, the yeah. movies and anything that they produced after that including like the clone wars show and um, anything after that with Disney Plus? Yeah, it's it was definitely interesting. Um, I believe the Clone Wars show you, that you're referencing there was a there was another Clone Wars show that came out. It was like two seasons. It was a weird mm-hmm. uh, art style. That was the one that got erased from uh, the canon. Whereas the the other Clone Wars, the like seven season one, that's still part of it. Right. But yeah, they erased a lot of the legend stuff, and they decided they were going to start off this new. Uh, sequel trilogy, as, as they call it, which happens after Return of the Jedi. Um, and not gonna lie, I was, at first I was really, really excited, mm-hmm. and I actually really enjoyed The Force Awakens at first. Um, you know, I didn't really care for Rey necessarily, but no. it was cool to see Han Solo back. It was cool yeah. to see this new character Finn. You know, I thought Poe was great. Kylo Ren was really cool. It was all interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the Last Jedi happened. Yeah. Um... The Last Jedi. That was an interesting one. I know some people will go back and be like, this was actually genius, or this was insane, or like, you just didn't understand it at the time. I'll be honest, I understood every bit of it. It just wasn't good. <laughs> it just wasn't good. Like, like um, I, I, I objectively, I will say, there are parts of it that I do think make it a good film, but that doesn't make it good Star Wars. Right, right. So, funny enough, after that movie came out, um, people started to believe that uh, Finn was related to Mace Windu. And they wanted to call him <laughs> Finn Dindu because Finn didn't do nothing. <laughs> they set him up to do so much in the first movie, even like you know some possible force powers and stuff like that, and becoming a Jedi, and then he just completely disappeared. Right, and in the second movie, instead of you know it ending on him doing anything, like he was actually about to do a heroic sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. actually do something that made his whole character or point matter. Yeah, they just kind of threw it away, and. Um, that to me was more sad than if they had just let him go and do his sacrifice and everything. It kind of yeah. would have made up for the fact that he was trying to desert later, or like earlier on in that movie. Mm-hmm. Not um, to mention everything that they did with Luke as well. Right. I mean, I genuinely don't think that they had a plan. If you watch no. those three movies, it doesn't look like the story really carried over from one to the other at all. Not at all. Because um, the other thing is, too, obviously they brought back Palpatine in the third one and everything, and that was... <laughs> Somehow, Palpatine has returned. That, that's pretty much the plot, right? I can just see that, that office in, in Disney for the, the pitch or whatever, where the higher-ups, maybe like Bob Iger or Kathleen Kennedy, are like, uh, hey guys, we're going to bring back uh, Palpatine. And then you know Dave Filoni or someone's like, no, I don't think we should. And they're just like, do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think uh, they missed out on a lot of opportunities there. And 
it's, you know, it's kind of funny. I feel like Disney in general has started to just bring back all of these different IPs, all these different properties and stuff, and they just want to make these lo- beloved characters just these, like, sad versions of themselves. Um, another example of that would have been, like, Indiana Jones, the more recent one and stuff, yeah. but um, Han Solo was a good example. Or all um, the stuff going on with the new Snow White movie. That right. That's <laughs> that's going to be a whole other thing. But yeah. um, I know that uh, with Disney in general now, they uh, got back their old CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Iger, right? Bob Iger, yeah. Because um, it was Chapek before. Chapek, yeah. Yeah, Chapek before. Gotcha, gotcha. So they, um, they got back Bob Iger, and reportedly I've seen a lot of people talking about how his end goal is to actually be able to sell Disney to Apple. Like Apple, the company that makes the phones, mm. yes. I don't know how that would necessarily would work. I don't know exactly how that would go, but um, would that not teeter on being like a an entertainment monopoly or something? I I, I, I don't know the legal I, jargon for it. I'm sure they'd find a way around it. They always do, yeah. right? Yeah, but, I mean that would be interesting. You know, they definitely partnered up um, at the the last Apple event when Apple announced the Vision Pro, that new uh, that Wally style thing that they're trying to get everyone to do. Right, the AR VR um, yeah. headset that uh, kind of is in between the spaces somewhere. For sure, that would definitely be interesting though, because Disney is a company. I think the last couple of years, they've kind of fallen off, mm-hmm. um, at least for me personally. I feel like they've lost a little bit of their magic, which is what they were known for. Right. And they've more so just been, you know, as you said, just regurgitating these same movies over and over again. We're not really changing anything. But it's making them either live that. action or like just more sad in general. Like where, you know, before with the animation, at least, there was always like this level of wonder, color, magic and everything. And we just don't see that anymore. Um, yeah. And since they acquired Marvel and everything, I'm sure we'll get to all the fun superhero stuff eventually but yeah. i just feel like in general though they uh they've just been kind of um not finding their footing anymore they've uh changed up their style and it's just showing now yeah um, and it feels like a lot of the the movies and tv shows they're putting out they're more about whatever message they're trying to push instead of just like, telling a the good story, story and magic right and i think once you do that it's all kind of downhill but it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, with a company like Apple doing that, right? Right. Because out of all the streaming services, you know, maybe like I, I would say that Apple TV Plus overall, as far as like cinematography, writing, the casting stuff that they do, they, they produce some out. really high quality content, right? It's not as well known because people don't go there for like the big hit shows yet, unless it's like Ted Lasso or something like right. that. Um, but if you actually watch some of their stuff, it's pretty cool what they're doing. Um, yeah. So I wonder then, would Disney Plus go away and everything just become part of Apple TV Plus? Or Yeah, or it would just be some sort of plus, plus, plus. I don't know. <laughs> Everything's something <laughs> To plus. lock you into that ecosystem. Right. But, you know, it makes me wonder because I am a theme park fanatic. I absolutely love going to theme parks. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love being able to go on different rides or do these different experiences or different shows and things like that. If Apple were to take over... How do you believe the parks would change? Like Walt Disney World down in Florida. I grew up going down there and stuff. I know the parks like the back of my hand. I'm just curious, if Apple were somewhat in charge of it, what do you think would change in terms of like the quote-unquote magic? Slash, do you think they would implement tech of some kind? Or would it be Apple-exclusive tech? 
I think that the park would become part of their ecosystem. Like, you can still go there if you have an Android phone, but they won't let you go into, like, certain rides or certain right. experiences unless you have an iPhone. <laughs> Can't get a fast pass if you have an Android. <laughs> but I could definitely see... Obviously, I know they use Apple Wallet already for, like, tickets and stuff to get in, you know, whenever we went before. Uh, but, yeah, I think that it would add some more of that magic that they haven't had before, too. So, in that yeah. case, it could be a good thing. Yeah, because I know um, in the past I've heard even, too, that uh, Disney was working on, like, rooms that could charge your phone. Uh, my Google's going off, but anyway. That's interesting. Yeah, Sorry, interesting. guys. Uh, first episode. We're working yeah. through it. <laughs> but in any case... Um, I know Disney was working on different things with wireless charging in just specific rooms. Having a big company that's like all about tech, like Apple, who's not specifically about phones anymore, it could be very interesting. But speaking of Apple, though, they obviously just recently had an event announcing some new phones and watches and things. You want to uh, yes, start us yes, off on anything with that? For sure. Um, so every year, Apple always does this big event, you know, where they announce their new watches or phones, tablets, Macs, so on and so forth. Um, and this year, they announced four series of products um they announced the apple watch series 9 the apple watch ultra 2 the iphone 15 and 15 plus models and the iphone 15 pro and pro max models i think we should start off talking about the watches um so the apple watch yeah. series 9 what did you think about that i actually thought that was probably the most innovative thing that they've changed in recent years because if you know anything about the Apple Watches themselves, they've actually been pretty much running off of the same chip since the uh, Apple Watch 6, I believe. So if you had the 6, 7, or 8, they were all running basically the same. There was almost virtually no difference. Yeah. Um, with the 9 now getting a new chip, it allows it to not just do certain things faster, but it allows for that uh, double tap feature where you're able to click your point your finger and thumb together twice to select the main function on whatever screen you're on or whatever app you're using. Um, now, I know a lot of people already know it was actually a thing in the Apple Watches or Samsung ones yeah. and stuff for a really long time as an accessibility thing. However, I believe this one is going to have a lot more intent behind it besides mm -hmm. just accessibility. Well, I, what I think it is is to get people used to doing that motion so when the Vision Pro comes out, if you remember that event, yep. you had to do that same double tap motion. You look at it anything. and you double tap. Yeah. yeah, which I think is genius marketing. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a really cool feature. Um, I've played around with it on my SE second gen a little bit too. I think the only thing that didn't impress me though, I think I might be on the opposite in the spectrum um, with this, is uh, just the same design all around. There's right. no real indicator for either watch actually that it's, oh, this is the Series 9 or the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Um, right. Except for uh, one thing that I think was pretty cool. Um, is the brightness level. Mm -hmm. So now the Apple Watch Series 9 has 2,000 nits brightness compared to last year's 1,000. Literally doubled. Yeah, literally doubled. And the Apple Watch Ultra 2 actually has Apple's brightest display ever at 3,000 nits. Absolutely unbelievable. Like, that is a crazy amount of brightness. I think I heard somebody actually mention before that that level of brightness is actually brighter than just, like, the sun on average. Like, <laughs> I don't know how in the world it needs to be that bright or why it does i guess like for those adventurers that really truly need it great that's fine yeah. um i also know that they uh doubled up the storage um options in it yeah, so you can... i saw that that was interesting so mm -hmm. now the base series 9 model has more storage than the apple watch ultra series 1 did right which is insane when you really think about it however 
realistically, you can only download so much onto a watch. Yeah. Most of the time, it'll be things like music. It'll be things like podcasts, something that's more of like an audio like type Like this thing. podcast. Right, actually. hopefully. Yes. Um, definitely download it, please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think, though, with the watches, um, Apple Watches truly are probably the most popular smartwatch out there. Um, and for good reason. I do wish that the design would change slightly. Um, but it's kind of iconic at this point. Um, I know Apple does tend to try to change at least one physical feature or change one color of some kind. So that way you can always tell which one's a new watch. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not buying the pink series nine watch. No. I don't need it that bad. It's not for me. No. And the ultra two, honestly, you can't even tell that it's different outside of the brightness. It looks the exact same. I think outside of the brightness and the storage, there's really no changes with that. The ultra two, I think was the most underwhelming announcement actually that they gave. For Agreed. Me. Um, and then lastly on that, I thought that one of the cool things, because we've had several conversations about smart assistants, you know, mm -hmm. we use them in our home. Our personal favorite, I think we would agree, is the Google Assistant. It can do so By much far. more. But now they've allowed Siri to not just use the, the watch. Um, Siri basically used to, whenever it would respond to you off the watch, it would be getting that information from the phone. Right. But with this new chipset, it's able to do it all directly on, on the watch which right is pretty interesting it is very interesting um for me personally i don't know how much i'm going to actually end up using that or if it's going to be something that's really a game changer necessarily but i can see how in the future when they actually do improve and adjust siri and change some things mm -hmm. that it could lead to a much better smart assistant yeah. you know like a uh, future for them like i think that actually would put them a little bit more into the competition of it because yeah, right now google assistant is just yes. crazy good but the, 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 the really the only thing that they added to it is now with Siri you can ask it um, like different health things like hey how many steps did I get today or how right. many you know what's my heart rate at this time of day or whatever like right that. no definitely and man they had a long segment on just their carbon neutral the eco friendly stuff and everything this time yeah. around um, kind of wild to me actually like because the presentation was what like an hour and a half. Like yeah. almost, I was actually chuckling. I hate hate to cut you off, but you made a joke in there to me at one point while I was watching it about the watch and how they made the box smaller. Oh, you said, "Oh yeah, they're not gonna have a band in it this year." That's and right. I was like, "That's right on brand." I wouldn't be surprised if pretty soon they don't put the band in the watch Honestly, box anymore. Yeah, I mean that's what they did with the the phones and everything, right? No more charger bricks, no more uh, headphones. They just started decreasing and decreasing, and then for the watch boxes and everything i mean let's be honest they were already way too big uh you did not need to have a watch box ever that size um but i do think it's uh i think it's going to be for the better um now that they are going carbon neutral and everything i think they were bragging on themselves a lot uh, yeah. i mean for almost what 45 minutes of that presentation yeah. was all about the carbon neutral side of yeah. things with octavia spencer as uh, mother nature and all right that too yeah Yes, and uh, had that whole little skit, and that was the first time I think Tim's ever actually been in a skit of Apple's, which was kind of funny, but yeah. um, all in all, I think it is a good thing. I think that um, they're going in the right direction and everything, and it's probably more to like go to other, country, like other companies to do it as well. I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be hard to verify. Like, we want to obviously trust that this is truly what they're trying to do, or like that's their their goal right to be completely carbon neutral by 2030 but unless we have some experts actually go and verify all of that 
they might just be saying stuff, you know, like who yeah. really knows. For sure. And for me, like, you know, I'm all for that, obviously. But at what point does that become disadvantageous to the consumer? Right. Right. Because I'm, I'm not kidding when I say I could literally see them taking the band out of the box one day. I'm not like joking either. In, in the name of it. You know, we happen to work in telesales now. And it's already a hassle of trying to get people to, you know, want to buy this extra charging brick to help their phone charge in the way that it should because it's not in the box. Yeah, exactly. But besides all that, speaking of phones, um, they did announce technically four new phones. Um, We can Uh, start, I guess, with the base models, which is the 15 and 15 plus. Uh, Just to give you a little quick spoiler, they are the same exact phone. The only difference is the size of the screen. So when we're talking about these phones in general... Every spec that we talk about is essentially the same. The only major difference will be screen size and possibly battery performance. Yes, with the iPhone 15 being at 6.1 inches long and the iPhone 15 Plus being at 6.7. That's right. Yes. So, colors. They went with a very pastel color option this time around. I know that's the first thing people look at when you see an iPhone, right? Like the new ones. Um, The color options um, this time around, I felt like personally, were actually some of the worst options that they've done in recent years um for me like if i'm gonna get a blue colored phone i'd like it to actually look blue not like white and somebody accidentally spilled a little bit of blue coloring into it (laughs) yeah just for for those out there listening they don't know the colors that they have this year for the base models are a black or i believe midnight as they call it i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna call it by their names i'm just gonna say what it is um, blue, green, yellow, and a pink color, which I think a lot of people online, the reaction was they really love the pink. The pink was actually a pretty nice touch. Um, and I know that they changed some stuff now. So the back of the phone actually, it's still glass, of course, but more of like a soft touch finish. And they made it so that little um, clear part that normally is where your camera bump is, they've made it now so that little part of it is actually colored. It used to just be entirely clear, and it would just kind of reflect through whatever color of your phone that you chose, right? So say you got a blue phone, it would kind of reflect through that it was a little bit blue, but it was really just the clear box yeah. up there. Now, they actually have it so it's almost on a accent color of the phone color you chose, um, which I thought was actually a cool improvement. Mm-hmm. I just wish the colors themselves were a bit better. Yeah. So what are two things that are different about these phones this year, right? Um Number one, um, this will be the first time in the base model series that these phones have the Dynamic Island, which they introduced last year. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play around with that in the 14 Pro series at all? Not a whole lot. Um, Actually, for the past couple of years, I've been on the Android train. I've been uh, using a lot of the different Android phones and features and things, Mm -hmm. just trying to feel it around. I've always been a fan of Apple and have had it for a very long time. But for the 13s and 14s, they were the two iPhones that I did not truly get to experience. Yeah, um, I would I d- say the uh, same for the most part. I had the 14 Pro, mm-hmm. um, and so I got to see the Dynamic Island in action a little. And while it's neat, I think there's still just so many apps and things that just aren't optimized for it yet. Right. And I would still rather just not have it at all and have that extra screen space. Right, because right now, like, I mean, it is very cool, but honestly, what Apple did was it took a hardware limitation and turned it into a software feature. And because of that, it is a cool little feature. And okay, Google. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to turn on my assistance again. But no, so the Dynamic Island could be very interesting. It could be very good. It could be very cool. But there you need to get other apps, third party or otherwise, to get involved with it. Because otherwise, it is literally just a 
pill-shaped cutout stuck in the top of your phone. Um, but that's uh, technically not a new feature, I suppose, um, because it was on the 14s, but it's the first time now that on base model you can actually get the dynamic island, which yes. is pretty cool. As well as the same thing they introduced for the Pro Series last year. That It's really weird looking at this list of the changes. The 15 and the 15 Plus are basically just the 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max of last year. Just rebundled. Yeah, because now they have the new updated 48 megapixel cameras on the base model with more accurate colors and better performance at night, which, as we know, being people who have used both, is where iPhones kind of struggled at with the camera compared right. to Android. And then they both have the same um, A16 chip that the 14 Pro and uh, Pro Max had last year as well. Right. And I'm hoping because they are using that same chip, it really does truly help increase the battery life. Yes. I know that the batteries were never truly bad, but I know on the 14 Pros and 14 Pro Maxes, a lot of people actually struggled more with the battery life on those two phones than they ever did with their 13s, yeah. um, which I always thought was kind of interesting when a new one is out. But it might have something to do with optimization. You never really know. A lot of that stuff, funny enough, at this point is kind of more on the processing software side of things, not the hardware so much, because the battery is only so big, right? For sure. Um, but who doesn't love to have more battery life? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of batteries and charging, they finally changed the charging port. Finally. Finally, finally. We no longer have lightning on an iPhone. The lightning adapter that's been around since the iPhone 5 back in 2012, I want to say. It's been over a decade of using the lightning adapter since that fun little three-prong, whatever they called it, yeah. um, the pin system thing. That thing was terrible, too. But um, we finally are getting USB-C on the iPhones. However, we are only getting USB-C 2.0 on the 15 and 15 Plus, yes. meaning your charging speed is no different. Yep. The transfer, like to transfer data from your phone to a computer, is no, no different. Um, it is just now a USB-C charging port. Yes. Great uh, Sadly, <laughs> they only gave you the real benefits of USB-C on their Pro models this year. Um, but we've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, they've been reluctant to do it. Luckily, they're, you know, the European Union had, you know, their thing going on and kind of forced Apple's hand to do it. Right. But I think it's going to be beneficial to everyone. I know people aren't going to like it at first, but... Let's be realistic. Most things around your house use a USB-C cord to charge. Right. So now you can use any cord that you have in your house to charge your phone too. Right. Including MacBooks or your um, iPads or any of these other Apple products that have already had it for however long, just never in the iPhones. Um, exactly. I do think being more universal is going to be more helpful. Um, I already know and I can hear people screaming about it now. Why are they changing it again? Yeah. I don't know where they've been, but... It's literally been 10 years since they've changed this. Yep. So I don't know what they're talking about. But now the more interesting phones would be the Pro series this time around. Yes, no Ultra. No like Ultra. That was the rumor for a long time. There was going to be a 15 Ultra. Kind of glad it didn't happen, though, to be honest, because I feel like it would have been only a slight bump or increase from what these actually are, and yeah. it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, so they have the iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max. Um this year you get a much larger battery life in the Pro Max um, than you did in the previous generation. And I think one of the differences this time will be the first time they had a real difference between the Pro Max and the Pro. Right. Is the Pro Max starts off at 256 gigabytes of storage. 
for a hundred dollars more than the price was previously right so technically it's the same price as the 256 of the say the 14 pro max back when that yes. first came out but they're no longer offering the 128 gigabyte version um unless you do the regular 15 pro um so a couple of the key differences between the pro and the pro max there obviously is a third camera uh the pro the regular sized one the 6.1 inch is maintaining its three times zoom camera um, whereas the Pro Max is actually getting a slightly different option this time around. Mm. So let me ask you this, because I believe it was you that told me before on the 13 and 14 Pro Max, if you had the 128 gigabyte version, there was a certain feature in the camera that you couldn't use. Right. right. So the truth was, um, if you got the 14 Pro or 14 Pro Max in the 128 gigabytes, you actually could not use that 48 megapixel camera. They boasted it and claimed it and showed it off and everything, of course but you couldn't actually use all 48 megapixels unless you shoot in pro raw format. Pro raw is not available in 128 gigabytes, meaning <laughs> you could purchase those phones, which is great, but your camera is the same exact camera as a 14 or a 14 plus in that you case. You just made a lot of people mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to, hate to drop that on everybody, but the truth <laughs> is they kind of rip people off with that one. And I'm glad though, in this case now, it looks like at least with the pro max, you will always have pro raw available or enabled um they didn't or the 15 pro max sorry um yeah. we'll see what they do with the 15 pro they haven't said anything and we obviously haven't got them out yet so once they do we'll have a better idea of like it's truly using the 48 megapixel because now that it's in the 15 and 15 plus options too i know they broke it down a little bit differently like in their presentation stuff about how there's going to be this new depth perception thing like while you're taking a shot it's supposed to automatically be able to turn it into portrait mode, but it's truly shooting in a 24 megapixel format. Um, I'm not a photographer. I can't say for certain whether this is going to actually be an improvement or not until we actually have them hands-on and can compare and see. For sure. Um, but the Pro Max is getting a five times zoom camera versus the three times. There actually are some um, photographers who are upset about that because three times is perfect for portraits. Five times means that they have to digitally alter it to make it a portrait yeah so um that does upset some people um unfortunately too uh you don't have an option like it is just five times you do not get to choose if it gets to be a three times you do not get really? to upgrade it in any sort of way it is just five times i did not know that yeah it's crazy man the stuff that they start to do to kind of like paywall behind their next phones um another one is the a17 pro chip that they're doing this year right not bionic this time note just pro yeah so it's interesting it looks like every year now their pro model is going to have the the real next chip whereas the base model is just going to get the same chip that the pro models had the year before right so i'm wondering if say when the 16s come out if there's just going to be an a17 chip meaning the a17 pro is still going to be exclusive only to pro devices yeah. Um, cause so far anything that has been labeled as a pro feature is only available in the pros, including things like pro motion, which is just, you know, 120 Hertz display. Yeah. Crazy Every that, Android phone has that pretty much. But. Right. Crazy that Apple is still getting away with an 800 <laughs> or a $900 phone without having 120 Hertz. Don't know how they do it. People just want to buy, I guess it's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, the pro chip does look impressive. It's supposedly going to be way better for gaming. It's supposed to be way better for processing and for um, battery life because it's now on a three nanometer chip set versus I believe before it was a four nanometer 
Um, this is the first time anyone's ever made it that small. Um, so Apple is actually kind of leading in that for the first time ever, which is really cool. Um, but besides that, there's really only two other things. Uh, obviously USB-C, but it's 3.0, not 3.2. 3.2 was on the S23 Ultra or the S23 series in general, which yeah. allowed for faster data transfers and faster charging. Meaning for the 3.0 cable, you can transfer things a lot faster than you could before or even on the 15s, but the charging is still going to be as slow as normal. And if I'm correct, I believe I sent this article to you a while ago. I don't have it on hand, but the cord that comes in the box won't be able to do the 3.0, 3.2, right? It's they just a, a standard USB-C cord, card, uh, cord, yes. Um, so, so the like Thunder... 65 bucks. Right. So there was a rumor for a little while that um, these would have Thunderbolt transfer speeds. They do not. Um, maybe next year. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But uh, the only other difference is the action button, replacing the mute switch. Yeah, I like that. Because we have something similar on the Samsung devices. Uh, I believe it's called side key in the settings. Yes. Where if you have this button, you can double tap it. And uh, I believe you can single tap it as well. And you can automatically pull up an app. Yep, like tap I and hold. use mine at work a lot for the calculator. Or you can use it for your camera to get quick shots, stuff like that. Right. So technically not necessarily a new feature. I do think it's cool because it can still just be your mute switch if you really yeah. wanted to. And I'm, the Apple Watch Ultra had it. Right, the action button. That's right, yeah. I'm wondering, though, too, because from what I've seen, it's going to be a press and hold until, like, there's a haptic feedback of some kind that tells you that it's active. Your dynamic yeah. island's going to, you know, go off that shows, like, whatever you're doing. Um, we'll see. I think that's a pretty decent inclusion. I, I'm wondering, like, there if there's going to be a better usage for it later on. Because right now I know they're limiting it to just very specific yeah. applications and things. Um, I like it. The only thing that I dislike about it is that uh, mute button before. I feel like you had to really work to put the phone on mute. And I know there are going to be several elderly people out there that are just going to hold down that button on accident because it goes on the mute one by default. Right. And they're going to be like, why is my phone not making noise? Why is my phone not making noise? Right. Those crazy people who actually want to hear their phone ring or make a ding or a noise yeah. or something. Insane, but yeah. Get a watch. Yeah, now I do think all these changes are pretty great. Um, this is the first time I've actually been interested in another Apple phone since I left Apple. Really? Um, because that's big for him. I've I've actually been on the Pixel train, which we'll talk about in a second. But Pixel train yeah. and Samsung train uh, for the past two years now. Um, I have not been on Apple for that long, but this is the first time I'm going to actually be switching back to see what it's like on this other side. Yeah, well, and then for me, I've obviously dabbled in Android a little, not nearly as much as Austin has. You know, I've still kind of stuck it out with my Apple a little bit. And I think that a lot of these changes are great, and they work fine. Um, it's definitely the most excited I've been in years for it. It just still lacks that extra oomph of excitement for me, mm -hmm. which for the last two years, is you know, you just pointed out one, no phone I think has had that feature, the excitement feature, more than the Google Pixel. Would you agree on that? Oh, absolutely. The Pixels are probably some of, if not the smartest smartphone out there on the market. And Google themselves, of course, accidentally, uh, quote unquote, accidentally, allegedly, whatever Every you want to say, leaked the 8 and 8 Pro, um, as well as the Pixel Watch 2. Um, I know you've been a big Pixel fan for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think so far of these leaks or um, any... Uh, particular features you want to point out 
For sure. Uh, the biggest one for me is they're finally getting rid of those rounded edges. So we're going to have a lot more of a flat display, which right. is something that I personally like better. I think the allure of the Google Pixel phone is for so many years, people have had really just, you can either get an iPhone or you can get a Samsung device, right? Right. And now there's a real third competitor, which the the big thing about the Pixel phones that everyone has probably heard by now is, man, they just have the best camera around. They definitely do. With the computational photography and all the other stuff that they do and Magic Eraser and, and all that cool stuff, right? And their software is just amazing, right? Absolutely incredible. But their chips, like the Tensor G2 and all that and all that stuff, haven't exactly lived up you know, to be the best that they could be, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, comparison-wise, it's closer to the Snapjack in uh, Gen 1, I believe, which was like two years old, like in some of the Samsung phones. Um so with that being said, I'm wondering if their software experience can make up for the lack of hardware. Um, yeah. I do know that they're trying to do something with video this time around because the last couple times with the Pixel 6 and Pixel 7, they introduced Magic Eraser and they introduced Photo Unblur, but video is the focus this time. That's really interesting to me. And I've actually been doing some research and I've read a couple things on 9to5Google and stuff like that where... This um, new chip that they're introducing, the Tensor G3, will be the first one that they've like really overhauled and put a lot in. They're not saying that it's going to be on Snapdragon, uh, the Gen 2 one that's mm -hmm. in all this, 23 phones now or anything like that, but that it might be a big leap forward. And supposedly they've actually worked with Samsung on a little bit of it too, which is pretty cool. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Samsung does lead when it comes to a lot of that stuff and mm -hmm. when it... Um comes down to like just the snapdragons in general the fact that the ones that they have are specifically made for samsung also helps boost it so i'm hoping by the time that we have a tensor g4 google is just going to have this whole chip thing nailed it's going to be amazing yeah because one of the reasons why i didn't go for the pixel fold um when that first came out because i do love foldable phones i didn't go for it because it was still running the g2 tensor chip i did not want to be held back by anything and i thought that would have been a good way for them to introduce a new chip or like their gen 3 they didn't so i didn't go for it um now as for those video features that uh, the pixel 8 and pixel 8 pro are supposed to have it's supposed to have an audio eraser meaning there's actually supposed to be a way for you to through the software recognize the sounds that you want to keep versus the sounds you don't want in your video um, I don't know how they're going to decide that or how they're going to do it or what it's going to look like. I, I'm sure they're going to just keep throwing around the term AI multiple times and yeah. try to figure out like <laughs> you know an explanation for it that people yeah. can understand. But I do think it's going to be interesting. I yeah. think that could be a very useful feature if you are into that kind of videography. Yes. Um, and then we also have the Pixel Watch 2. Right. Now, the first-generation Pixel Watch... I was a huge fan of the design of. I thought it was something fresh and new compared to the design of the Apple Watch and the Galaxy Watches. The only thing I didn't really like was the size of it. There was only one size option. Right, and it was like a 40 millimeter, 38, yeah, something believe, like that. Uh, 41 millimeter. 41, correct, yeah. yes. And they're doing it again. There's right. still no bigger size. <laughs> no changes with that. Yeah. However, it does look like it's a bit more flat. Yeah. Um, the other one was the first generation one was definitely more of a dome type shape. Yeah. It was very circular and um, like a raindrop, right? And it had uh, 
a very, very thick bezel around it. Yes. The software disguised that bezel very, very well. And honestly, I will say the Pixel Watch was one of my favorite smartwatch experiences ever. It has the simplicity of the Apple Watch, but it has the circular design, the style, and the comfort of a Galaxy Watch. Um, I know that might be controversial. I know a lot of people think the Apple Watches look great. I think the circle looks a little bit better, but that just uh, is my I opinion. agree. I'm wearing an Apple Watch right now, but I do not like that like square boxy kind of shape that it no. has. I like the circle designs a little bit more. I think it helps blend in and make it look more like an actual traditional watch versus yeah. um, it actually looking like you're wearing a piece of tech on your wrist. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm hoping that they're going to be able to improve it. Last time, it was a little bit underwhelming, especially when it came to the health benefits and features, because essentially every feature that it had was all done through the heart rate monitor. And yep. it's yeah. great that I can know my own heart rate, <laughs> but all these other watches can do it too, do it probably a little bit better, and has a bunch of other features. And it's all in its own native app instead of just being in the Fitbit app. Right. I wish when Google purchased these companies that they would just like fold fitbit into google fit or stuff it should have been google fitbit that would have been like the easiest way they could have done it Mm -hmm. um fitbit's great and i love their app and everything it's very simple it's very clean it works very well but it's also not free which also kind of hurts it a little bit as well yeah um you do have to pay like either a monthly subscription for it or a yearly one um versus with apple you can pay for like apple fitness plus but it's still going to keep track of your own personal health records and everything same thing with samsung um but uh, speaking of just in general with tech and everything, did you hear anything about uh, the gaming company Unity? The game company Unity? Yeah. I did well, not. Please fill me in on that. Yeah, so Unity is not necessarily a game company. I should re-clarify that. They um, are the engine that allows a lot of these games to be created or like a lot of studios use Unity engine to create their um, games, like the different okay. developers and stuff. Is that similar to like Unreal Engine or right. stuff like that? Very similar, if not the same thing. I'm not entirely sure like what all of unity encompasses or like what programs and everything yeah only thing i saw was that um this is uh including games such as pokemon go marvel snap um cult wow. of the lamb among us like there is some among us. <laughs> yeah very very big games that all use this unity engine to help create their games and unity made this plan to add a what they call runtime fee meaning each time a gay a game is downloaded the developer is then charged um for that download of the game what yeah they're trying to charge the fee of about 20 cents every time their game is downloaded that does not count um re-downloads like if somebody deletes it and re-downloads it or anything like that. it doesn't mess anything like that but um it only is if the game makes two hundred thousand dollars in 12 months and is downloaded over two hundred thousand times however if any of these really popular games are making really good popular games in Unity, those numbers are going to be done instantly. Especially if it's a mobile game where people pour their, you know, couple of dollars into it and everything every once in a while. Yeah, I have a bad habit of doing that. Me too. But <laughs> 200000 is nothing. That That is going to be done within the first couple of months, realistically, on most of these mobile games. Yeah. Um, and again, for mobile games, 200000 I mean, there are so many people just downloading it like that. And it doesn't necessarily state it here. I can't tell for certain. But say you do have multiple devices that you download that game on. Does that count towards it? I don't know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because you could have the same game downloaded on your phone and on your tablet. Right. 
and potentially even like a pc if it's one of those like very very you know universal games or something um there's not many that translate all the way across to consoles and everything as well but among us would be like a good example where you can play it on mobile pc console you know a tablet whatever yeah if you downloaded each of those and they all technically had their own unique guest account or you know whatever does that count towards the two hundred thousand? i don't know but a lot of these developers now are really really upset with unity and um the problem is they don't have a way to necessarily leave if all of their work is already done in unity rightfully so you would think they would make it to where the developers if you've already made a game with unity this doesn't necessarily affect them but right. for any new games going forward right that and i could see and in that case just don't work with unity right the problem is if that's what your developers or like the people who are creating the games are comfortable with or that's like the only engine they know or you know whatever it might be yeah they're just kind of stuck like they have to pay or they're done now this change isn't supposed to happen until like early 2024 they've tried to already come out with a couple different statements and re-clarify some things whether or not they're going to actually stay true to any of this who really knows um but i just thought it was kind of interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, Because I I know they're going to get a lot of backlash for it, that's for sure. It's just, I hate that these companies scam people out of their money in that way. Because the whole function, at least to me, you know, of a company, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We're building this podcast, right? We might not have all the the tools and everything that we need right now to be like the Joe Rogan experience level (laughs) quality or anything like that, right? Don't know if we ever will. (laughs) Yeah, don't know if we ever will. But the whole goal is to make something quality for people to consume you're giving a service to the people and so when you're taking that platform that service and then you're charging people to even develop on it like what does that say about you You right yeah i think a lot of these companies too are just getting more and more greedy with it just because they know that they can get away with it um a lot of times it happens in a lot of the entertainment industries obviously we have the different strikes and everything going on right now as well yeah um but despite those strikes, there's actually a few things coming up in entertainment that uh, I am looking forward to. Um, like Aquaman 2. I don't know about that one. But um, <laughs> it doesn't look horrible. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not excited for it. Um, I'll yeah, probably end up seeing it. But it's not a day one. I'm seeing this opening night yeah. movie. It, it genuinely doesn't matter to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that everything's going to kind of be reset. I'll still see it. Sure. Um but yeah, there are several other things, several other superhero properties, right? Like Loki season two, right? Which okay. will be coming out. How do you feel about that? Um, actually, somewhat excited. I think out of the Disney Plus shows, it probably is the number one or most well received across all of the diver- different uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows that they yeah. did do. Because trust me, there were some really bad ones yeah. out there. Um, I think that one was by far the the best. Um, I did enjoy plenty of the other ones, but having a season two i think this is the first time they're actually getting a mm-hmm. second season for any of their shows so um yeah. should be interesting i'm hoping that it uh does actually finally lead into or build up to something a little bit more important um i'm sure we'll have a whole topic about marvel at some point when for it sure. comes down to all that but yeah. i'm looking forward to loki season two i'm looking forward to the rest of ahsoka yes. um to finally finish that out uh, movie-wise, though, um, there's not a whole lot that's... Well, there's uh, only one on my list. Right? You know what that is? What's that? It's coming on Netflix by Zack Snyder called Rebel Moon. That's right. The not Star Wars Star Wars. Yes, exactly. So apparently Rebel Moon was a... The concept of it was it was a movie that he pitched to Lucasfilm and Disney. 
um, as, you know, as a Star Wars movie. But he didn't want to use any of their already established characters. He wanted to just create this whole new thing in a separate part of the galaxy. Which and they said no. That's insane. It would so have been Netflix decided, okay, well, yeah, we're just going to purchase this and go ahead and buy it. Obviously, it's not Star Wars, but it is Star Wars. And the trailer, just like a, a lot of his movies, cinematography-wise at least, yeah, it looks amazing. Like the way the lightsabers oh, yeah. bleed and all that stuff and the cast and all that. Like, yeah. Well, the thing that kind of makes me worry about like Disney and stuff too, like I was saying before, is... They just keep wanting to recycle the old material. Yeah. This was a chance for them to potentially get a whole new cast, whole new universe, everything going. Um, a great example of something like this that they did do in the past properly was like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were until the movie came out, right? Yep. Once the movie came out, everybody all of a sudden just loved these Guardians of the Galaxy characters. But in terms of just Marvel or lore or anything like that, nobody really knew who they were. Nobody really cared unless you really dove deep into these comics, right? Um, which the casual Marvel fan is not usually reading. They're just watching the MCU. Oh, yeah, not at all. Um, but similarly, though, because they took a chance on a whole new team, a whole new set of characters that had nothing to do with what they had previously established outside of just some very light connections, it was extremely successful. I mean, all three movies were fantastic, but... Um, besides that, Rebel Moon has a chance now to actually probably be a better Star Wars movie than the more recent Star Wars movies. Yeah. I'm actually shocked at the lack of promotion that some of these uh, movies that come out towards the end of the year are actually getting. I'm not shocked because of the strike and everything going right. on, obviously, but just to let people know, because people aren't really allowed to promote things uh, right now, but we have a new Spy Kids movie coming out. That's right. It's Armageddon, new- I think. Yeah, with uh, Zachary Levi uh, mm-hmm. is in that as well. That'll be on Netflix. Uh, we have, I don't know if, I thought this got pushed back. I could be wrong. Craven the Hunter? I think it did get pushed back, unfortunately, yes. um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's probably for the better. I think they do need to work on a couple of yes. things or re-edit some stuff. Um, but we'll see where that goes yeah. as well. But I am looking forward to that. Um, Dune Part 2. Yeah. The first one, it was a really good film, but it was, I'm going to be honest, it was really boring. Super boring. It was a labor to get through. It reminds me of that uh, meme where it's like war on drugs versus war on drugs. <laughs> like, um, But in any case, though, yeah, I mean, Dune, that one got pushed back, I know, um, which actually opened up IMAX slots for The Marvels. Boo! Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, again, I've said it since the first trailer came out. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a cool idea of like people switching places, switching powers. But th- did they have to pick like the worst possible characters and cast for it? Yeah. Like the ones that people really don't care about. I will be there for Samuel L. Jackson and the cat. There you go. That's yeah. about it. Um, we also have Five Nights at Freddy's, which a lot of people are excited about. Yeah, a lot of people are. Um, I'll probably go see it. Uh, I do like Josh Hutcherson. But, um, yeah. Speaking I, of him, by the way. Oh, yeah? The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is also coming out. I don't know if I care at all, actually. Um, yeah. I uh, I was a fan of the book series back when that first came out, but it came out around a time where I was actually in that young adult reading phase, um, yeah. and it was good. Um, I did enjoy it. I had other ones that I preferred, um, such as, actually, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which is now also getting a Disney Plus show coming up here pretty yes. soon, which is crazy. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, only other thing that's recently come out that I've been 
at all watching or excited for was the One Piece live action, which they did do surprisingly well. Um, I won't lie. Good. Uh, I still have not seen it. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth the watch. I um, definitely enjoy the anime more, but the live action did a very, very good job of capturing and showing the story um, that's there, uh, at least the very, very beginnings of it, because yeah. obviously it's extremely long. Um, but yeah. And it looks like we also have Wish. Oh, yeah, the Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? Um, soundtrack Chris alone, that one, right? huh? Chris Pine. He's in that yeah, one? that's right. He yeah. is. He, I think he's actually the villain, mm. which is kind of odd for him because that's not usually his thing. Um, but no, he uh, he should be in it. Um, I do think it looks very good. I think it looks interesting. Um, I think that's one of the Disney originals that actually might stand a chance uh, <laughs> of making yeah. it out here. Ever since Frozen, things have just been on their heads. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, I am. Uh, just saw Elemental as well from Pixar, and it was surprisingly good. Good. I still haven't had a chance to see that either, man. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. And then it looks like the the only other thing that some people might anticipate, which should come out this year towards the end, will be Wonka. That's right. The one with uh, Timothy, however you say his last name. Yeah, however you say his last name. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It wasn't anything that I was like looking for or super excited about. No. But. Uh, only thing that does make me a little bit more optimistic about it is the fact that it's done by the same people who did like the paddington movies um and everybody loves those movies i they're probably if you haven't seen paddington like find whatever streaming service it's on right now when you finish watching this and watch it bring the whole family along they're honestly some of the best movies they're quite literally just like perfect family movies right and i'm hoping that they're able to capture that same magic or energy in this my only complaint is for timothy as wonka I almost feel like he's not silly enough. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'm a little bit uh, biased just because of seeing like the originals and, you know, things with the, um, what's his face? Uh, Gene. Um, Gene Hackman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, after that, Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah. Like they were just some really, really weird guys, right? Yeah. Like playing this very whimsical character. I don't, he doesn't strike me as that. Timothy does yeah, not strike they... me as like this weird, zany, like silly, like, character at all i think he's a fine actor he just hasn't like really grabbed me yet Mm -hmm. like he has it seems like everyone else i don't know what it is i just i need to see more from him i think right and you know um obviously he does fine in all the roles that he's been in so far and everything but i just wonder if he's weird enough to play wonka yeah (laughs) um all right well um to wrap it up do you um do you want to let people know i think any like plans that we might have for future shows or anything yeah so coming up in the future ones and everything too we want to talk actually a little bit more in depth about um the iphone 15 when we actually get our hands on with it and everything and actually get to give a true experience or like an account for it yeah um i think something like that in the future is going to be really good Hopefully we're going to get to pick up or see a couple different movies or TV shows so we can actually give our final reviews or opinions on those as well. Um, I'm sure there's going to be always some sort of drama going on in the world that'll be uh, easy enough to talk about. For sure. Um, We also eventually have some video content coming, hopefully uh, by the end of the year. Yes. Um, After a few episodes of this even, we would like to be able to add video into this as well. That way, I feel like it makes it more accessible for people to watch as well. Right. Um. And then the only other thing um, that I would like to do eventually, because I think it's a topic that keeps 
coming up in the world today is maybe having a panel of like several different guys talk about uh, masculinity and what its role is in today's world. Yeah. Right? It's a very controversial topic, but I think a bunch of different perspectives might help getting that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that would be a very, very good, uh, good topic if we can find like a special occasion for it or find like a, yeah. uh, you know, milestone of some kind, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, something like that would be very fun. Might take a little bit of work to get there, just because no- November might work. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> That'll be a fun n n n. Good luck to everyone out there, by the way. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the first episode of the It's Up podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, there is a Facebook page if you still are somehow using Facebook. Um, <laughs> We do plan on trying to expand or make content uh, for X as well, like to be able to publish directly to them um, or even to possibly TikTok if they decide Mm -hmm. to really go through with the whole podcast option that they've previously spoken of. Um, But you should be able to find find us. You can find the uh, audio episodes of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. You can find them on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and we'll probably try to find a way to put it on YouTube as well, because that's right. easier for Even if there's no it. video to it, necessarily, there yeah. might be a way for us to still get that posted on there, so it's just accessible anywhere. Yeah, but we really just want to say thank you guys for listening, ultimately. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Obviously, it's the first episode, so who knows how this is actually going to go for us, and hopefully it's something roast we... Roast us. Right, definitely roast us, give us some tips, tricks, <laughs> recommend different um, you know, equipment, Uh, topics questions topics questions we'll take any of it but until next time it's up it's up